Glenfiddich, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey, is expertly crafted and made with extraordinary care. Each single malt is a work of perfection. Welcome into another edition of the Stripe Show podcast. It is a froggy Wednesday, and this is going to be, I mean, listen, I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a hot take podcast. I'm just giving it to you right off the top. It's going to be hot because I've got lots of opinions on what the hell's going on in the golf world. I know my guest has lots of opinions because he always does. And we're also coming off a dominating win by Billy Horschel, your seventh PGA Tour win, eighth worldwide win at the Memorial, a special place to win when it's Jack's place. You know, he's in the booth the whole week. He's sitting there on 18. You see it. And now you're at your official world golf ranking highest position of 11. Billy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Congratulations on a great week, man. Thanks, Rocky. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a special week. Um, you know, it, it's obviously always a uh, uh, great thing to win on the PJ Tour. But, you know, when it's Memorial, it's Jack's event. I mean, I, as I've always said, I'm a golf fan. I watch a ton of golf. I probably watch more golf than any PJ Tour player does in, uh, on our yeah. tour. And so, um, you know, I've watched Memorial for a long time. Um, I've been blessed to be able to play there for the last decade. And, you know, it's always been one of those things that, if if you can win that event to be able to shake Jack can and he congratulates you for, for stellar play that week and winning his event. It's a pretty, pretty special moment. I mean, I think anytime you win a tournament that, you know, Tiger Woods has won so many times, that's a special place to him. And I was watching the TV broadcast uh, and I heard you mention to Jack that, Hey, I, I, I did some things that I've learned by watching Tiger and watching you and managing the golf course. You're exactly right. I think uh, I was, I was, Lucky enough in 2013 to play the final two rounds with Tiger out at Farmers. Um, he played an unbelievable third round. And then, then the final round, he didn't play great. He didn't hit it good. And he, he sort of managed his way around, had a you know sizable lead, and just made sure he didn't do anything stupid. Um, you know, I've watched Tiger enough and how he closes out tournaments. And, you know, I wasn't alive when Jack was in his heyday winning his, but you always heard Jack was an unbelievable course management guy plotted his way around the golf course. And when you're leading a golf tournament, you don't have to do anything special. Let the guys behind you do something special. And then if you need to step your game up, then you got to step your game up. You got to have that switch that you can, you can flip um, to, to make sure you close it out. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I've learned over my 13 years, you know, when I get in a situation to win a tournament, you know, I've been very good to, I, I at least know how, and I feel like I'm pretty good at closing out events. Oh, for sure. Did you, uh, did, did you hear from Tiger after your win? Yeah. Tiger texted me. Yeah. <laughs> I figured he would. He was really happy for, he was really he happy be. for me. And then he said, he said, and which, you know, Tiger's not one to kiss, kiss ass. Right. Uh, but you know, I, I didn't understand it because he, he texted me and said, I could never imagine playing that well at that course the way you did. And I was like, dude, you won there so much. What are you talking about? And then it's take, it took me like a day and a half because I kept going back and looking. I'm like, okay, I get what he's saying. Like, I think I only made like three or four bogeys that week. I just played really solid. I think, I, you know, I didn't miss many greens and just the way I did things. I think that, you know, I think that was what was impressive uh, to him. And so, you know, um, Tiger's a great friend. And so for him to say something like that, uh, you know, it, it, it meant a lot. And like I said, Tiger's been great. And, you know, you've seen how he's reached out to JT and him and JT have a great relationship. 
So, um, you know, if you're, if you're lucky enough to sort of be a friend of Tiger, he, you know, he's always there to, to bounce things off of, and he's always there to, to congratulate you. And he's always there to bust your ass. <laughs> it's great. He's that supportive though. It's good. Yeah. Cause like you said, he doesn't, befriend everybody but the people that he does befriend he's super supportive of and it's great that you have that relationship with him uh i do have one question because you know billy i've known you for a while and i've i've never heard the name daddy horschel however on if you watched the broadcast on eight as you're walking up 18 fairway this was the sound walking up 18 fairway So that is that is obviously your your three children, uh, uh, Skyler, um, Axel, and always Colby, uh, and, and Colby, and then Brittany's there, and yeah. they're calling you Daddy Horschel. Now Brittany said that came from some drunk guy on Friday afternoon. How'd that happen? I have no clue. Like I said, I would never call myself Daddy Horschel. That's just not <laughs> me. I'm not, you know, as much as I, you know. I don't have nicknames for people. Everyone is, is big man, my man. What's up, right. buddy? You know, that's, right. that's what my, that's what my three go to are whenever I, I, uh, you know, you see somebody, somebody that you know that you like. Yeah. No, oh, what's up, big man. What's up, my man. Uh, but so I'm not a nickname person at all. And so, uh, I asked my wife later on, like, why are they call me daddy Horschel? And then she told me, well, we were out there watching the last couple of holes on Friday and there was this drunk guy who just started, who yelled, Daddy Horschel, Daddy Horschel. And next thing you know, my little man and the two girls just start yelling, Daddy Horschel. And like, they, they didn't say anything Friday night. They didn't say anything Saturday, but they get out there Sunday and they just start saying it Sunday on 18 Green. I'm like, what the heck? Uh, but it's, uh, it's a cute moment. And it's, it, it, was, it was pretty cool. So. It is. It really is a special moment. Billy, my question is, you've won a bunch of different ways. You've won. You've come from behind in one. You've had a one-shot lead. Uh, you've won now with a five shot lead. What is more difficult to sleep on on a Saturday night going into Sunday? Mm, that's a great question. Um, it's got to be the five shot lead because um, you know it's yours to lose. You know it's yours to win. Did you, you know feel that you... way Saturday night? Did you feel like I have to pull this off? If I don't, I lost it. This tournament's mine to lose. Listen, I was very aware of it. I wasn't focusing on it. It wasn't like, I think if I had never thought about having a five-shot lead or envisioning myself having a five-shot lead or a considerable lead uh, going to the final round, I think that would have been really tough for me. But I've always, I've always felt like, you know, I knew it was going to be a tournament, and hopefully it's more than one, where I play really good. I play to what my ability is, where I'm not one, you know, when my team says – you know, was that a perfect swing or was that the best swing ever or best round? Like I don't ever give myself the benefit of that. I always say, Hey, it can be better. Hey, it can always be better. Right. But I played so good on Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Oh, Saturday uh, was, I mean, yeah. I don't, I mean, I've watched you play a lot of golf, Billy. I don't know that I've ever seen you hit it better than you hit it on Saturday. Yeah. I, I told media after round Saturday, I hit it better in Hilton head than I did there. I didn't put nearly as good at Hilton head, but I striped at Hilton head. I think I led, I was like, uh, second or third in strokes gain approach. I mean, I absolutely just striped it uh, for the four days, pretty much. Uh, but that round, that Saturday, a third round at Memorial, by far my best round ever on the PJ Tour. Um, and so I've always, so I, I, you know, I 
had always envisioned myself having a big lead before at some point. And, you know, was, I, I gave myself credit for how well I played on Friday and Saturday. Like, I, I'm not going to say I surprised myself, but if, if someone had asked me and the only team member I had there was Fuchs, but if, if my staff guy Horsey was there, or TA was there, they would have asked a question along the lines of, is that the best you've ever played or you know, over 36 holes? And I would be like, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably some of the best rounds I've ever had. Um, and I would have admitted that and they would have been shocked because I don't admit anything. I really don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was a special, special weekend. Um, like I said, I, I, it was nice to finally play up to, or at least close to what my ability is in this game of golf and my talent, uh, more than just one round. So, um, I was, I was really pleased with that to finally be able to show, um, you know, that I, I have more. In, in the tank than what I may have shown in other previous tournaments before. How important has Fooch been to this recent string of playing well? He's been instrumental. Um, he came on, uh, you know, really just a year ago. Uh, he came on a year ago at Colonial. And um, we have done some great work. You know, he's he's worked for some unbelievable players, Justin Rose, Lord Davies. He's won majors on LPJ. He's won majors on the PGA Tour. Um, he's won, you know, Solheim cups. He's been on numerous European teams. So he's seen the best of the best. He's seen what it takes to, to be great. Um, you know, and, you know, he just brought a certain level of, um, expertise, you know, confidence already that we had a, a bag man that was going to be huge in the moments and, and was going to bring value and certain things we have done in our preparation and our practice that he, he brought to the table. Um, that we've been implementing for the last year, you know, some is it's starting to show over the last six months, right. um, which is really nice. So, you know, he's, he was that missing puzzle piece that my entire team, you know, we've been looking for, and we thought we've had a couple of them, but it just unfortunately didn't work out. And this was the one that was truly the right fit. And, um, you know, we're, this is just the beginning for us. And I'm excited to see, you know, I'm excited to see what it has in store for us and, and hopefully it has a few majors in store. Cause I really believe, you know, with my ability and what my talent is and with way we are as a team and how great we are as a team, there's not many better than us. Oh, I agree. I agree with that. How important was he on Saturday on the back nine when things had gotten a little tight? I mean, let's be honest. You had a five shot lead as the day starts off and it had one point, I think once or twice it got down to two shots and then, um, the, that, that Eagle putt on 15 was just, I mean, something otherworldly because he had already made birdie. So if you act, you know, if, that's no easy putt, you three putt there, you now got it. It's down to two again. Yeah. Was there any point where you were frustrated after it gets down to two points? Maybe you don't hit a good drive where Fooch kind of stepped in and kind of calmed you down and was able to get you back on track. You know, shockingly, no, um, uh, shockingly, no, uh, you know, I, I watched the re-air and, and Dottie Pepper says, you know, I was frustrated in my body language and, and, they, and they, some of the commentators were, were thought I was, was losing. It. And I honestly, I was nowhere even close. I was so calm all day. I never worried at all. I was, uh, you were know, you aware it had gotten down to two shots at any point? Oh yeah. Yeah. You I knew, were, you I were knew aware. where I stood the entire, yeah. I always knew yeah. where I stand. Um, you know, I, I, I think, uh, the reason Fuchs didn't need to step in is, is over last year, we've seen each other in different 
you know, scenarios and, and you got to learn from those situations when to step in, when not to. And when we won Wentworth, I was playing so great and there was nothing that needed to be said. Hey, let's just keep doing what we're doing. You know, just keep going. Like there's no words of motivation. And um, Hill, Bay, Hill, Bay Hill was one of the funny ones. Uh, you know, get off to a rocky start, sell it back with a birdie at five. Then we make double at six, bogey eight, hit a drive down the middle of fairway at 10 and make a bad bogey. And when walk and I hit a striped t shirt at 11 and walking off number 11. And, and Fooch is um, doing what he should be, you know, trying to make sure, trying to see where I am, trying to keep me motivated, keep me in the game, you know, saying, hey, let's just shoot two on this backside. And I guarantee you, we shoot two under, we're going to win this tournament or we're going to have, a, or we're going to at least, you know, we're going to win this tournament. And, um, um, you know, he, he's going on and on. And I'm like, Fooch, enough. And he's going, I'm like, Fooch, enough. I said, and I said, I finally said, Fuck, Fooch. Enough. I'm good. I'm good. Trust me. I'm good. I don't need my ass to be kissed right now. Like, I'm in a great spot. I, right. I'm not worried about what just happened. I know, you know, I've hit a couple bad shots. I had a couple shots not turn out, you know, but I'm, I'm fine. I'm, a, I'm totally okay. Right. And, and so he looks at me and said, okay, good. I'm done. I'm good. Okay, we're good. We're good. And so just one of those things where, because we're still so new as a team, He's trying to figure out, you know, and, and, you know, when we get in these situations that we haven't been before, he's trying to read me, trying to understand where I am. And so he was doing his job and I did my job to make sure that he knew I was all good. So in that situation on Sunday, when, you know, it was getting a little tight and he could see what I was doing, like he didn't say anything, you know, you know, say, Hey, we've got this or anything like that. Like, I'm not a big ass kisser. I'm not a big, like, uh, you know, you know, rah rah guy right. uh, you know I, i'm more or less like hey give it to me straight i will and i'll take care of business then like I, right. that's the way i like it and so you know we just you know we i don't we didn't even have a conversation about it um at all and so we we just kept going on doing what we did and like i said he's he's the best and you know he was really instrumental in making sure we were making the right decisions coming down the stretch and hitting the right golf shot that gave us the best chance to, to, um, you know, just not that, not the F up really. Right. You know, what's great is that people always, I mean, let's be honest. When you hear Billy Horschel, you think about the fiery emotional player that we see, and you've been very upfront and honest that, Hey, I'm not going to change who I am. This is exactly who I am on the golf course. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I expect a lot out of myself when I don't perform. I'm going to give it to myself. You're not, you're not giving it to playing competitors. You're not giving it to anybody else. It's never everybody else's fault. See, that's a lot of things is that a lot of guys that act that way, they're blaming other people for things that aren't going their way. You're not. I've heard plenty of, come on, Billy, that's a terrible shot. Like, you talk to yourself. But it was great to see the other side of Billy Horschel for the world to see it on Sunday. That was awesome with your family and 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 with Mr. Nicholas and just everything. It was truly awesome. Now. I know you're not into ass kissing, so I'm done kissing your ass. But you know, I think the world of you, Billy, when you have a great round, I always shoot you a quick text and say, hey, man, congrats. I know you're not into ass kissing, but I just think that it is. It was great for the world to see the other side of Billy Horschel that not everybody gets to see all the time. Haymaker Coffee Company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles, and have the give-it-all mentality to achieve their American dream. 
Haymaker Coffee, only roast, top quality, specialty grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop from their coffee and day. If you work hard, run hard, fight hard, and play hard, we have your coffee right here. Yeah, you know, I, I try to to tell people going forward that what you see on the golf course is just me at a vulnerable state playing at a highly competitive level, you know, trying to play at what I feel is my ability on a daily basis. And, and when it doesn't work, like I get upset, like, that's okay. Like that's one side of me. That's, that's me competing. Like, you know, that's just like any other athlete in their, their arena or their realm competing on a daily basis. And it's no different than someone being at work and, and trying to, you know, accomplish their job on a daily basis. So, you know, to judge somebody by, you know, what they see and how, you know, they are in the golf course, it's sort of like judging a book by its cover, but that's okay. You know right. what? It is what it is. Uh, but yeah, they're I mean, wrong, but it's fine. You can be wrong. You're, <laughs> you're entitled to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, you are. And you know what? I, that's why I said, I, I think I said a, a month or two ago at Zurich, I don't, I don't really care anymore. Um, you know, the people that know me know I'm a good guy and I treat people the right way and I do things correctly and i love my family and everything um but uh yeah i'm not you know it was nice it was nice to have finally have a family at the my kids and my wife had a victory for the first time it's something that we've been trying to i was trying to accomplish um for the last couple of years and, and to finally make it happen is truly special yeah golf is one of those sports where you see what's going on all the time if you if you were to put a camera on let's just say tom brady for example when things don't go his way he's upset when he's on the sidelines yeah. you're watching the defense play you don't see what's going on he's upset the problem is when when something happens on the golf course the you're in the spotlight and especially when you're in the lead and the first little thing that there's a slight anger issue it boom it shows up on social media it goes everywhere and it's exacerbated when there's really not a problem and it's funny because people think I'm like, I go zero to a hundred really, real quickly. And it's not like it's built up inside of me, inside of me, inside of me, inside of me. And then it gets to a boiling point and it just, it just pops. Right. Um, and so. And anybody and that then, plays and, golf and understands then, that. <laughs> and then I'm over it, and then I'm over it and then I'm done and then I move on. Like it's over and done with, and then I'm back down to, to zero. And then. Right. It's a pressure release valve. <laughs> exactly. And hopefully it doesn't build back up again before the round's over again. Right. So. <laughs> Exactly. No, I agree with you. You know what, man? Congratulations. It was great to see. It really was an amazing win on Sunday. And, and it's great to see your world golf ranking go up. And I mean, just, I mean, you really have played really well. Did something click between you and TA recently? Uh, because it has seemed to really be, you've had a great season. I think you've had, uh, you had a second at the uh, Zurich. You had a uh, T2 at Bay Hill. You got your win. You played very well at the Dell match play. I mean, it's real. Has something clicked recently? Yeah, I think it's just it's it's all the hard work we've been putting in. Sometimes these results don't show, and um, I, the the big key is just the iron play. The iron play hasn't really been consistent the last couple of years, and for it to finally um, show up and everything uh, has been unbelievable. And yeah, here kids are back from camp. Hey guys, um, <laughs> wave it, wave. That was my favorite. All oh, my favorite part is when was it was it her that said, "Did you win? Did you win?" And when you said yes, they you both. Were yeah, Skyler, was, Skyler asked first and then Colby and then little man goes, Hey dad, look at the blimp up in the air. So that's what he said to me. 
<laughs> that's so awesome man i'm telling you it's just it was it was good to see and i and i, and I do i'm not crazy enough to think that it's i, I realize that i'm a little closer to it so i i understand it a little means a little more but it really was it's it's something about our sport that makes it different than than really anything else and so it's it's fun to watch but yeah i, I yeah, know but back people to TA. go ahead but back to ta but back to ta it's just the iron play you know our iron plays a lot more consistent. We're, we're giving ourselves a lot more chances for birdies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where maybe we, maybe, you know, the last couple of years, we've only had really four or five legitimate opportunities. Now we're having, you know, nine to 12 legitimate opportunities right. around the and golf. You're well. And, well, and I've putted well for the last five years. And it's funny. Cause I, I laugh at the commentators and, and, and the analysts and like, well, when Billy puts well is when he plays well. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? My stats show I've been a top 15 putter the last five years on the PGA Tour. It's not the putting. Like, let's call what, call it what it is. It's my iron play. It's been awful. And and so um, that's been the big key. And it's just trying to get the swing a little bit better and getting the club in a proper spot. And we hit on some things earlier this year that, that's just been the key. And, and we've just been sticking with them. And then that's, uh, that's what has led to the more consistent play uh, as of late, it says a lot about you sticking with TA too, and the steadfast approach that you guys have that you're not one to quick and go, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to go try another coach. I'm going to go try a different way because what we're doing is not working. You've TA has been your coach for years. You guys have stayed with the game plan, stayed with it. And now look, success has really been, I mean, this has been a very good season for you and there's still two more majors left in this year. And one of them at the home of golf. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I sort of joke about, you know, when guys switch teachers, I love seeing it happen because you know what? If they've had success with one teacher for a while and they start switching around, they're not going to have success, you know, like they had before. They, they're looking for a quick fix, a Band-Aid or whatever it is, in my opinion. Um, and, you, you know, the other thing, too, is guys don't understand how their body works. So you go from one teacher who's seen you for so long, understands your bodies, your movement, and you see this other teacher who's having success with the other players. And you're like, oh, I want to go work with him because his players are having success. And then, but you don't know his teaching style. You don't know his personality. You don't know, you know, a lot about, you know, the, what he teaches and if it works right. for the way you swing a golf club. And so when you, when you do, when you go that way, you're sort of, you're, you're gambling on your, your sort of that golf career at that stage, you know, whatever that many months you are with that teacher. And some of them find it. And it's worked out really well, but majority of them, it doesn't work out in the end. And so, um, so yeah, TA, TA and I have been together since 2008. He understands me completely. <laughs> Skyler. He understands, hey, Skyler. Me completely. he understands me completely. We were best friends. And yes, awesome. there have been times when we've both been frustrated and then not being able to figure it out and, and, and wanting to hit it better and everything. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it it's uh, I stick with a guy who has got me to where I am and I trust him wholeheartedly. And I know we will figure out um, the recipe sooner or later, right. You know, you know, why give up on something that has been successful and we're just having a, you know, we're just, we're having a little bit of a, you know, a lull at the moment and we know we're going to get back to where we need to be. Yeah, Tiger Woods made everybody think golf was easy and just win all the time. That's not how it works. When you, you, it's got it's got ebbs and flows, and you, you've got to stay, uh, you got to stay with those. But the big, huge story of the day, 
And as we get ready for tomorrow, we are doing this on a Wednesday. So tomorrow's the RBC Canadian Open. And also, I believe, I don't know if it's, I guess it's starting tomorrow or maybe starting yeah. Friday. I don't, I don't really understand. I think it's tomorrow. The new Live Golf Series and their first event coming up in London. And it has been all the talk. We have always, we've speculated for a long time on whether this was really going to happen. There were times it seemed dead in the water. There were times it seemed like it was going to happen. And now here we are. Billy, where do you stand on everything that's going on with the Live Golf Series? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I've talked about it, you know, last couple of days doing some other media um, requests. Um, you know, I've had chat chats with guys on tour. We've talked about it, you know, with I know the guys who are going to go play Live. I know the guys who are interested in, who would love to go play Live. I, I know the guys who are happy where they are on the PGA Tour. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it's an enticing tour because it offers a lot more money than what we play for on a regular basis. Now um, it offers a shorter season. Um, and so, you know, if you're someone who's in a certain age range or whatnot, and you're looking to maximize your career, you know, your earnings at the end of your career, then, you know, you may do it. Or if you got, if you're, you know, you made quite a bit and you got family, you want to start spending more time with your kids or whatever, then you've got that opportunity. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a tough, tough scenario. Um, as I've said all along, I love the PJ tour. I've been pro PJ tour. Um, I have a lot of close friends that work for the PJ tour and obviously living here in the Ponte Vedra area. Um, I'm very close with the PJ tour. So, uh, I'm happy with what our product is. I know we're not perfect. I know we changes are going to come to make our, our product even better. Um, and I know those, even when those changes come, I know that's not the final say all. We still have a deeper way to go to even make our tour even better. Um, but the, the one thing I will say, you know, against the PGA Tour, and I've said this to them, so I'm not saying anything they don't know. I've said this even before the, the Saudi thing ever came around. I've ever heard of it. This is almost 10 years ago, almost right around after I won Zurich or, or FedEx Cup. You know, I said, if I play my 15 events and I keep my card, which is the most minimal requirement the PGA Tour asks of you, then I should be able to go play wherever I want, anywhere in the world, you know? And they're like, well, you only get three releases, three conflicting event releases. And I said, well, that doesn't make sense. I'm playing 15 events. I'm meeting my minimum requirement. I should go play wherever I want I, right. beyond my three events. So I understand their argument when they come back and, and they give me their, their side of it and why that's not the case. Um, and there's several other top players on the PJ Tour that are sticking with the PJ Tour, but also feel pretty strongly about the 15 and keeping your card should be, should be enough for the PJ Tour. And then you should be able to go wherever you want. You know, wow. I was hope I was hoping that I was hoping that this would be guys play 15 on our tour. If they want to go play Saudi for 14, they've got to play 29, 30 events a year. If that's what they want to do and they want to play 30 events a year, that's fine. So be it. Then then, you know, they're playing a lot of golf and they're going to be more exhausted than they are now. But like I said, it's 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 a tough, sticky situation. It is. But I truly I, I truly believe, you know, everyone has a different reason for doing what they do. Um, and, and they're making the best decisions for themselves um, and, and their future. And for me, my, my future is a PGA Tour. I love what they do. I have unbelievable sponsors that have been behind me for, for many, many years. And I'm, um, I'm fortunate enough that I get compensated very well off the golf course financially. 
Um, and I don't want to lo lose over those relationships. Not, you know, the money thing's one thing, but those relationships mean a lot to me. And anyone who's ever been a sponsor or a partner of mine understands how big relationships are and that when you are a partner or a sponsor of mine, you're family. And that's the way you're treated. I have tons of questions and maybe some of them you don't know the answer to, but I know yeah. that you have much more insight than most people do. The names that have gone, whether it be the money that's been reported, Phil Mickelson at 200 million, DJ at 150 million. Uh, and then the other guys, I don't know what the, some of the other guys, the Taylor Gooches and Hudson Swaffords and those guys, I don't know what they got. Have these, are, is this money being doled up front? Do you know? Um, I, I, so from what I've been told or from what I've been, I've heard, told, heard, you know, you just never sure if, if it's true. Um, it's sort of like they're getting a signing bonus. So they figure out what that signing bonus amount is. Okay. Um, every player is different. And then from what I've also been told on top of that, they're getting paid a yearly salary on top of that. So there's one player I will not name. Um, he, he got an offer. Um, it was, wasn't high enough. He gave them a big number. Uh, he gave, they, they offer for somewhere in the eight to 10 million range. He countered at, you know, 18 to 22 million and they came up to 10 and then they came up to 12 and then, you know, supposedly it was going to get close and they never gave, get, got to his number, but that was going to be a signing bonus. And then, um, from what I was told, he was going to get paid, I think somewhere between two to $4 million a year. For, uh, for every year he played um, through 24, 25. So, um, so yeah, so it sounds like what the, from what I've been, I've heard and everything, um, there's a signing bonus and then there's uh, some guys getting, some guys, not everyone I'm guessing, is, is getting paid uh, some type of, you know, salary per year. PXG has done it again with the launch of a new lineup of drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons. The new Gen 5 golf clubs deliver significantly increased MOI, faster ball speeds, longer distances, and tighter dispersions, all coupled with the exceptional feel and sound golfers have come to expect from PXG. Schedule your custom fitting or buy online at pxg.com. Uh, now, what is the commitment? Do you know what the, is the commitment just to play golf or are there other things involved? That's what I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing the commitment is just to play golf. That's You have to play in every event. Um, from what I was told, you have, you know, they have eight events this year. They have 10 events next year. You have to play in all 18 events to get all your money, um, um, is what I was, uh, uh, told or heard. So, um, I don't know of any other commitments outside the golf course. You know, I know commentators said, well, you're going to have to go to the prince's daughter's, you know, birthday party or whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's really true. Um, and, and that's just somebody making up maybe some BS, but, um, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't know a lot. Uh, it's only what I've heard and, and what I've been told through other players. Um, and I'm not one to ask guys like, Hey, what are you getting paid? Right. You know, how's it all working out? You know, that's just not me. It's, you know, if, if they want to divulge that information themselves to me, you know, you know, I'm willing to, uh, to listen. <laughs> right. Uh, can the PGA tour stand by this lifetime band? Do you believe, or will they, let me ask you. Um, uh, that's a great question. Um, sorry, I got to plug in my iPad. It's dying. Um, so do, can they stand by it? Obviously they feel, they feel they're in the right and that they are able to do that. Um, 
Here, let me get that voice. That's even worse. There we go. We'll go this way. Uh, uh, I don't know. You know, that's that's something that's beyond my my level of knowledge and expertise in that legal situation. They seem like as if they've drawn a line in the sand where we are going to stand on this. Yeah, they are. First, it looked like it deterred a lot, but now it's like, okay, hey, now let's see how much they're really willing to stand on it. Yeah, you know what? They are going to stand on it, and, you know, it would look really bad if they backtrack. It looks weak, um, and the tour is not going to look weak. And and you know what? They've got a lot of support from the players that are sticking with the PJ Tour that they want them to be strong on it. Uh, They don't want them to be soft on it. So, um I don't know how that's all going to play out. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting some type of suspension um, that may lead to a ban. Um, you know, we, even being part of the pack, we're not privy to that information. Um, and everyone is like, well, is the tour going to make an announcement? I said, the tour doesn't announce fines and suspensions um, unless it's performance enhancing drugs. So I would, they maybe in this one time scenario change that and, and announce publicly possibly to make a statement or we're going to find out when they make tell those guys what their their ban or suspension is and then we'll find out that issue but you know the one thing that's you know it's that's i've been curious about the last four or five days all these guys are resigning and i read the day that they're resigning because by resigning they're good by resigning by resigning their membership um from the PJ tour, they feel the PJ tour now can't come at them at a legal situation. Right. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true or not, but what's so shocking to me is that for the last five, six months, even longer, all I've heard is that if this goes to a court case, the live, the live lawyers have told all the players and all the agents, we will support you guys. We feel the tour cannot win this case. Um, they are uh, some some antitrust act or whatever it is, anti-work, whatever yeah, it is. Creating a monopoly and all that. Yeah. yeah. So so if that's the case, and that's what I've heard and read in, in stories for so long, now they're just going to go ahead and, and, and sort of, you know, resign and not do a legal situation? Like, they're right. not going to stand firm and, and stand their ground? Like, that's crazy to me. Like, You've heard it for so many months now that that's what they were going to do. They were going to fight the PGA Tour. The players were not going to resign. They were going to stick, you know, you know, stand up to the PGA Tour. So I just think it's I, I don't I, you know it's 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 uh, somewhat hysterical to me that guys are resigning now, um, so they can't be sanctioned by the PGA Tour, so they can hopefully get unrestricted sponsor exemptions into PGA Tour events. If they think that's the case, I'm going to tell you what the PGA Tour. They have a, you know, yes, a, the tournament has a, a say in who their sponsors are. But I'm going to tell you what, the tour is going to make it very clear that they don't want any of those unrestricted sponsor exemptions to go to players that are playing the live. That's right. what I, I don't know that for a fact. I don't know that's what we're going to do. But if I was a tour, that's what I would say, in my opinion. That's what I can only predict. My question is, what is the return on investment with all this? So if they've given Phil 200 and then given DJ 150 and they're paying all these guys, they don't have a TV uh, deal. So there's no, there's no TV money. There are no sponsors. If you go on the livegolf.com website, there are no sponsorships. They're basically giving tickets away for free. If you use a player's name and the code 25 <laughs> or whatever, the tickets are free. So, so far there's no income. 
but they're putting all this money out. If that's not sports washing, I don't know what is. I mean, I, I just don't see how this continues. And to second off of that, if you've watched any of this, I, I know you've been extremely busy, but I've watched some of the press conferences and I've seen how they're doing stuff. It looks like it's marketed by an eight-year-old. It's it's not good. And I don't understand how these guys go from something on such a high level as the PGA Tour who does everything at a top-notch level and then goes to this. And they don't look at each other and go, uh, what did we do? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I haven't seen any of the press conferences. I've just seen, you know, some some reports that they've, they've uh, stopped some press conferences based off some some questions from the media. Um, I haven't read any of the players' statements. Um, you know, I, Graham, I don't Graham know. McDowell made some weird statements yesterday that said, "Yeah, I know what these guys did was terrible, but I just want to play golf." Like it's just, I, like it, 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 it just doesn't sit well with me. I, I don't care about the competition for the tour. I'm fine with somebody wanting to compete with yeah. the tour. I, I understand when you have the best product in the world of what you do that you're going to have people who want to get a piece of the pie. I got no issue with that. That's that's exactly what capitalism is all about. However, where this money comes from and the way that things are done there, that is what bothers me. Yeah, you're exactly exactly right. Um, you know, it's funny because I I've told the tour this for a while. Um, you know, when I'm when I'm saying things to them and trying to get my point across, you know, I'm like, hey, what is stopping some some you know company or some you know guy who has connections with companies all around the world from creating his own tour you know where he's going to pay you know the purses are going to be more and and they come up you know something like this but you know it's not 54 hole shotgun start or whatever but it's just it's a better pga tour you know what stops someone from doing that um because it's gonna happen you know the tour has been it's been very successful last 50 60 years now right. and so um and they've had really no other competition inside the u.s they've had the european tour but it's really never never you know could materialize to what the pj tour is um and so yes there's going to be competition and this isn't going to be the last one there's going to be someone else that comes along the way in my opinion you know at some point in time whether i'm still in the pj tour or not um but you know that's <sighs> That's the interesting question. You know, people ask uh, ask me like, "Did I have a number? Like, if Liv came to you with a number?" And God, you just number, read my next question. <laughs> my next like, question was, "Well, hold on, Billy. I'll ask you point blank because I don't mind asking you. Were you contacted ever? Have you ever been contacted for a chance to play on the Live Tour?" You know, we weren't for two years, and then earlier this year, someone out of the blue reached out to me. Um, that is an acquaintance that I know a little bit through some people. Um, I, I passed them off to my manager, Sherry, just, uh, you know, honestly, just talk to, like I told Sherry, said, Hey, you talk to him, you figure out, you know, but I said, listen, I'm pretty happy where I am. And even if right. they do meet my number, I don't know if I would go for the sole fact that, you know, when I do the pros and cons and, I, and a lot of decisions I make big decisions in my life, there's a pros and cons list I put together and, you know, all the pros, you know, there wasn't many pros in the live stuff, in my opinion. Um, there was a lot of cons and there was a lot more pros in my PJ tour and in my life, you know, what this would, you know, the life I have now and then what would the life have be if, if I went with live and, you know, how would I, you know, be looked upon? Um, 
you know, and that was a, that was a big thing for me is that, you know, the money's one thing and the money's great. And I've been very fortunate to make a lot of money in my career already at this stage. So, you know, having, you know, them giving me more money and, and sort of getting me to uh, a point that, you know, was going to take me maybe another 10, 10 to 12 years and I could get to it right away. Yeah. That's, that was very enticing. But uh, like I said, I, I was very happy with the PJ tour and, the thing that I, I didn't want to have happen is that my wife and I have done some unbelievable things off the golf course and with our um, philanthropic endeavors. And I didn't want to, to bring, you know, have those be overshadowed. I didn't want those to be lessened in any sense. Um, and, you know, as much as I don't care what people think about me, and you know what I do on the golf course. I do. I do have. I am a person. I do care what people think about what I do off the golf course and how I'm giving back to the game of golf. And that would be with AJGA, and that and that be with APGA Tour, and that be with feeding Northeast, yeah, Florida, feeding feeding Northeast Florida, and our other charities that we support. And um, you know that that was that was that was going to be a tough one. You know if if people were forgetting about what I did off the golf course and were forgetting about all that, um, because that's what I would rather be more recognized for than what I do on the golf course. So um, is there a number that would make you go? Huh. I don't know. I don't know if there's a number that makes me go. I mean, that's tough. I mean, my wife and I had had those conversations and we're like, well, what if they do come with that number? And I'm like, I still don't know. I still don't know. Like it, it's not like, okay, I'm going to give me this much money. Like, right. I don't know. Do you think winning last week changes anything for you? Do you think winning last week makes you more enticing for them? I don't know. I, I think they, let me tell you this. I think they know I'm, I'm, I'm very pro PJ tour and I'm, I'm very friendly with the PJ tour and I have a very close relationship with the PJ tour. And um, I don't think they really want to come anywhere close to, to, to touching me for the sole fact that maybe some information that they, that they give me, I may, may pass on the PJ tour. I have no clue. Right. Um, I've noticed like this I, week we've, we've seen guys like if we went from, where's this even going to happen? It looked dead in the water to now they've got a decent roster as they start their first event. They do have a decent roster and now they've added. It looks like if you read the reports today, they've added Bryson, they've added uh, Patrick Reed. I also read another report that Ricky Fowler could be headed over there. So it, it's as if they're putting together a decent roster. Do you think the PGA Tour is somewhat surprised at the quality of players they are getting? Um, man, that's a great question. I, I think... I think. Um, are you surprised? Are you surprised that it has a, has, has a name there's crossed? Not one, one name, Taylor Gooch, is the one that surprised me. Agree. I'm with you. Because um, all the other names I had heard, the one name that I didn't realize was Hudson Swafford. And Hudson's a, a solid player. And he's got three PGA Tour wins. Um, but Taylor Gooch is a bigger name than Hudson Swafford. And Taylor right. Gooch is 30 years old. And Hudson's 32 or 33. So they're similar in ages and everything. But Taylor Gooch has brought more to the table um, as of late. And I know Hudson won this year. And this is nothing against Hudson Swafford no. at all. Nothing against Hudson Swafford, but Taylor Gooch is just seems to, you know, he's attracted more of an audience and, 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 and people are uh, recognized him a little bit more. So, um, you know, the were you surprised at DJ? 
No, I, I knew I, I heard DJ. I had a DJ at Phoenix. Um, he was going at Phoenix. So um, I had heard that at Phoenix that he had signed on that Friday at Phoenix. Um, and so, sorry, trying to char- charge your iPad again. Um, and so um, that's what I had heard. Uh, I obviously he made a statement, you know, the week after that he was committed to the PJ Tour. But we always knew that that if if the tour was that tour was ever going to get really go and have some big names you know they'd have to get a dj or they would have to get you know obviously they got bryson which we knew of and um i think i think people a little shocked by maybe if ricky goes obviously i read a report yesterday that ricky is possibly going to live and that would be a little bit shocking but is patrick reed surprising no i heard patrick a little bit but the ricky situation is is that ricky hasn't come out and said it but I think he doesn't want to play past a certain age. And so, you know, maybe that's what he's doing. He's realizing, you know, I've got another five to seven years left in this game of golf and, and they're paying me a lot of money possibly. And, and, and then Ricky's made a lot of money. Ricky's made a lot of money. We all know Ricky's made a lot of money, but it's just sort of like, Hey, five, seven years, I can make X, you know, really make more, a lot more money in five to seven years right now on the live that came down the PJ tour. Um, so that's the one that hurts, I think, in my opinion, even for me, because Ricky, I've known Ricky since he was 18, and, and um, I love Ricky to death, and he's been an unbelievable ambassador for the game of golf. And, um, so to possibly see him leave the PJ Tour and not be able to play, um, again, that one hurts. But like I said, every, I don't fault any guy for making the decision that they made. That's their, I, don't, I don't know what came down to the decision and what their priorities were, but they made the decision that they thought was best for them. Do you know of any players that wanted to go and Liv doesn't want them per se? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think I know of probably five to 10 guys, the sort of mid-level PJ tour players um, that were maybe hoping to get an offer or get contacted or may have reached out. Uh, but, you know, um, like I said, I mean, for someone who's been on tour for 10 years and only made probably, you know, in those 10 years, it's probably made $15 million, $60 million. And, you know, they got offered to, you know, an opportunity to make 15 or $60 million in, 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 in three to five years easily. Um, you know, that's very enticing to a player like that. So, you know, I, I can understand why someone who, you know, a journeyman, a mid-level PGA Tour player would do that. You know, Richard Bland, I've become you know, fairly good friends with him over the last year. And, you know, he's 49 years of age. He has no, no, no status on the champions tour coming up. Um, you know, he's going to, he would still love to play a DP world. And so he got opportunity to, to go play on the live tour. And if he's able to make, you know, 15, $18 million over the next four years of his career, it sort of sets up his entire life, the rest of his life, because, you know, he's struggled for so many years on European tour. So, I sort of told him, I said, dude, I don't fault you. I understand why you're doing it. Um, you know, and that's why I said everybody's everybody's priorities are completely different and everyone's doing it for a different reason. Um, so I don't fault them. But like I said, I still come back to me. I love what I play. I love the PJ Tour. You know, I love going to events I've been to for so many years and seeing the same faces and playing the same courses and having the same feeling and excitement that I have when I go to Memorial or Zurich or go to Bay Hill or come play the players championship or go out and play in the West coast. Like that's what I love. And that's what was going to be tough. You know, you know, if I hadn't made a decision to go the other way, that, that would, that, that was, that was going to kill me. And so 
like I said, there was more pros um, that outweighed anything on the live tour to stay on the PGA tour. Coming up next week, we've got the U S open and they have said that they are going to allow these guys who are playing this week on the live tour to play the U S open. How do you think these guys will be received at the U S open? The guys who have made the jump and are making the jump. Do you feel like there will be some animosity from players when they arrive at the U S open? Listen, I know there's, there's certain players that aren't happy as some guys jumped. You know, that's, I, I know that we've had, I've had conversation with those players. Uh, but at the same time, I think the majority of players could care less, don't really care. Uh, Do you, you know, care? Is there anybody know? that's jumped that you're upset with? No, like I said, I don't, I, I'm not upset with anyone at all. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I may not agree with their decision right. um, to go, but I'm, I'm very, you know, at peace with that's what they did. And why am I going to, why am I going to worry about them when I can worry about myself and worry about trying to make the PJ tour better? I mean, it's also less players that are there to play in events that gives you, I mean, I hate to say this, it makes, it makes winning maybe a little bit easier. You said it. I didn't. It's not like I haven't thought about that before. So trust me. Um, you said it, not me. It's been in my head, but uh, I, you said it. So uh, <laughs> I mean, I hate to say that, but it's real. I mean, it's it's less people, and so I mean, do do you have a problem with them being able to play the majors? And do you think that will continue, or do you think moving? It's hard to change it now. Like we're 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 in this season, but do you think it's a case of next season they maybe say, hey, to play in the Masters, the PGA. You must be a PGA tour or a DP member or an Asian tour member. You must be one of these in order to play or an amateur. Can they change these docs and these bylaws so that next year they can't? Yeah, they can change them whenever they want. Uh, from what I, from what I know, obviously I haven't had a conversation with it, but they they run the majors the way they what they want, and they have their own qual- qualification process. They can change those qualification processes at any time. Uh, do I think they will? I don't know, but let's. Let's realize one thing. These live series events don't have any world ranking points. So these guys are going to drop out of the world ranking at some point in time out of the top 50. So it doesn't qualify them for the majors. Now, a Dustin Johnson go back and play Augusta whenever he wants. Um, a Lou Ustase can go back and play the British Open whenever he wants because he's a past champion. Um, you know, a PGA champion who would who's who's. Phil Mickelson, go back and play the PGA whenever he wants. So once you uh, win, once you win a major, are you a lifetime? There is no, it doesn't, doesn't, only, it doesn't only time three, out. Only okay, the U.S. Open. So okay. U.S. Open, you have a 10-year exemption. Uh, Masters, you can play until you don't want to play anymore. And then I think the PGA and the Open Championship, I think they're age 60, if I'm correct on that. Okay. I think I'm correct. Both 60. Okay. So, uh, so they can play those because they've won they if they're a past those. champion. But like there Kevin are no Na, world like Kevin Na. A Kevin Na is not, you know, in maybe a year, he's going to drop outside top 50 in the world, you know. Um, you now, know will so, that stay that way? Will there be no world golf ranking points from Liv, or is that something that could change too? I don't know. You know, let's just say the International Golf Federation, I believe, if I'm correct on this, runs the world golf rankings. Well, the International Golf Federation is founded, uh, is made up of, tours around the world which are the pj tour the dp world the sunshine tour the uh the you know the japanese tour the australasian tour i think the asian tour is in there which is owned by saudi now but who's the big player in that ig ig igf 
the PGA, PGA Tour. Tour. Right. So as I've also know, or I've been told, like I said, all this stuff I've read or been heard, I haven't really gone to uh, the source or the expert to make sure these are, are, are valid claims. But um, I'm pretty confident that I heard that for a new tour to get world ranking points or to apply for world ranking points, they have to have three years of established, um, you know, tournaments of three years of established tournaments. And, and then based off those three years of established tournaments and, and what those fields have been, they can apply for world ranking points. And based off, you know, what their tour, their, the fields have looked like, they, they can possibly get world ranking points. I believe I'm correct on that. Um, but that's something that I I've heard and read a little bit about. So I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting, there's a crazy a time right now in golf. And let, let me say, let me just say this, um, the, the PJ tour and DP world and some of these other tours hold, hold a lot of the cards in certain situations. Um, and it's going to be interesting how it all plays out, um, going forward, because I, I say, I said, I said this already. I don't think banning and suspending players is a great look for the game of golf. Um, if guys want to go play, let them go play. The PGA Tour has so many great young players coming up. Like, I mean, we all know about Wills of Torres. Wills of Torres is a great player, and he's looking like he's going to win a tournament soon, um, sooner or later. Obviously, we all know about his putting issues, and um, but he strikes the ball unbelievable. And then you look at a guy like Cameron Young. Cameron Young is an unbelievable player and an unbelievable golfer, and he's going to win a lot on the PJ tour. And so, you know, I think the PJ tour and what they're going doing going forward, they're going to double down on, on their product. They're going to double down on the next generation of uh, great players. And they're going to bet on those guys to be the next stars of the PJ tour. Cause that's what they've always done. And they've always been successful. And Jay Monahan and Andy Pazner, I, I, I have so much belief and trust in them that, you know, they're going to do the, we're going to do the right things, you know, and then, you know, the people that are on the board and the player directors and the pack and just the players that, that want to be on the PGA tour, um, you know, we're going to make this even a better product um, going forward that it's going to be hard to say, you know what, this is, this is equal, you know, we're PGA tours upping their purses. The live tour purses are pretty much equal to what PGA tour is, but they don't offer any retirement. They don't offer any health insurance. They don't have offer any disability insurance. Um, they don't, as far as I know, they don't have any child care on the lift tour. So your family can come watch and then your wife can go drop off the kids to watch your kids. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that has been, um, you know, over 60 years to make our product great. And we're only going to make it better. Real quick. One last question, Billy. Do you think we will see more big names? So do you think we've seen, are there a lot of guys waiting to see how this first event goes and what happens? And do you think we'll see some more people leave other than what we've seen so far as of today? Listen, it, it, I mean, is there going to be bigger? Are there going to be more big names? I, I'm going to say, yes, I don't know of any more. Um, but you're just looking at what has already been done already. And, you know, what other big names are we looking for? I mean, Roy McIlroy's come out against it. Um, Justin Thomas come out against it. Uh, John Rahm's come out against it. I believe Jordan Spieth's come out against it. Uh, what about Brooks? You know, Brooks has come out against it as far as I'm concerned, or as, as far as I know. Um, he's happy where we are. Um, you know, you look at, you know, Scotty Scheffler. 
Sam Burns, you know, these guys are very happy and, and, and starting a legacy on the PGA tour already. And, and right. so, um, you know, you know, maybe, maybe there are another big name here and there, but I think what you're going to see is more the next tier guys below sort of fill, fill it out, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, we're all sort of, like I said, this thing's not going away anytime soon. We're two years, two, three years away from probably even seeing what happens from all this. So. Will you be watching any of it? I love golf. I watch golf. I agree with you hundred percent. I will be on youtube.com tomorrow watching it. And I know that seems bad because I've, I've stood against it the whole time. I've always kept my ground. I, uh, you know, I, I will say I've backed off a little bit in that. I agree with you a hundred percent. And that was where I was going to go, but you already went there was once you fulfill your PGA tour membership requirement, why can't you go play wherever you want? And so, but with that being said, I, like I have also stated, I do have an issue with where the money's coming from. If it was somewhere else, oh, like yeah. when it was the PGL or whatever it was, when the, when the, yeah, I don't Andy even know what Gardner. happened to that. Yeah. 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 Is, is that still a, is that still a possibility? From what I've been told it is, but um, you know, I think he, I, from what I've been told, he's been trying to get the PJ tour to, to sort of uh, work alongside the PJ tour instead of go out on his own and do it. Um, but obviously from what I've been told, he's been trying to make this happen for almost like years now and he's, he hasn't come anything close. So, um, listen, there's going to be other people coming along and, right. um, you know, there's a lot of money out I, there. <laughs> as I said, everything I've said in all my media stuff, I've all, I've, I've communicated directly with Pazner and Jay Monahan, the way I feel about things and everything. And, and, you know, I may not always agree with the decisions the PGA tour makes, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, they make the decision that's best for the product going forward um, and for the next, you know, decades to come. And so, you know, like I said, I may not agree with everything that PJ Tour has, but it's still a pretty freaking great place to be at. It really is. That's well said. Well, Billy, once again, man, congratulations on an amazing win at Memorial and all that uh, comes with that. Winning at Jack's place and shaking his hand has got to be up there one of the top moments you've ever had walking off a golf course so congratulations yeah. on that thank you for your time man enjoy your uh what little bit of time you have off i know we've got a, the u.s open coming up next week and uh we will talk to scott stallings next week here he is qualified he did one of the qualifier events and is qualified for the u.s open so we'll have him next week but billy thanks so much man appreciate it and uh thank you for another edition of the stripe show podcast man thanks for always you got it man